0: Welcome to the Madge and Mastro Podcast. Hey! Oh! My name is Madge. And I'm Mastro. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Madge and Mastro Podcast. Today is November 26th. Happy Turkey Day, America! That was fantastic. That brings me back to high school. We won't get into that story. Nope. Mastro, we celebrate Thanksgiving as Canadians a bit earlier. What would you say is your favorite Thanksgiving meal?
1: Oh, Thanksgiving is huge. I mean, personally, my family doesn't celebrate it that much, but when it's time for Thanksgiving, it's time for football. So what that means is I sit in front of the TV with a nice big bowl of mac and cheese, a side of but the whole bag of Miss Vicky's jalapeno, and a tall cold beer. That is my Thanksgiving meal. It's 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 gross. It's fatty. It's disgusting, but I love it. What
0: about yours? On our side, especially for Canadian Thanksgiving, like we have American family. So I've never really been to the States for American Thanksgiving, but we know we keep Shame. in touch with them. Yeah. I should have gone at some point. Family in New York, family in Florida. At some point, I should have been there in November, but you know, we were always in school or whatever. Not really an easy time to get away. That said, when we do celebrate Canadian Thanksgiving, we never really go the traditional route. Actually, I only started the traditional turkey stuff and all that. When I started when we started, you know, me and my fiance now. Having our you know families integrated for holidays, so her mom would always make a turkey. She had the whole layout for Thanksgiving. At my house, it was always chicken cotolette, pasta, lasagna. It was basically Italian Thanksgiving. So, Christmas. so my, yeah, <laughs> basically every basically every holiday. But moving right along, uh, you were mentioning football. If we just quickly recap what happened today. Both winning teams put up a 40 spot on the opposition. The Texans, 41-25 winners or the Lions in the early slate. Washington demolishing the Cowboys in an NFC East battle, 41-16. The Cowboys are a mess. Before I let you get a word in about those games, Mastro, I just want to say the game that we would have been watching right now, Steelers-Ravens, was postponed, as everyone knows by this point. Due to COVID 19 positive tests. And just as we started recording the podcast, breaking news from Adam Schefter and Sports Illustrated Lamar Jackson among several more Ravens players that tested positive for coronavirus. What do you think that means for Sunday's game between the Steelers? and the Ravens.
1: Oh, that's not happening. That is so not happening. That's getting postponed again. I mean, there's no way that they're going to take a chance with any of this, especially with more guys. I don't know what's going on in Baltimore. I I wasn't invited to the party, but definitely not happening on Sunday. That's getting moved forward. We've seen it happen before, and we'll see it happen again. As for the games earlier today, I mean, I don't want to say it was predictable, but Dallas sucks. They're garbage. I'm done with that. Uh, As for the the Lions-Texans, Texans, Texans, you know, they're they're creeping up. They're creeping up. That's two wins in a row now. They beat the Pats. So, I don't know. I I, I see somewhat of a playoff future for them. I'm I'm not going to lie.
0: It might be tough in the division with Tennessee and the Colts with such a head start. But Deshaun Watson continues to prove that he's a top five, top ten at least, maybe top five quarterback in this league. Had a rough start. Bill O'Brien clearly was not the guy in Houston. Now that he's freed from B.O.B., he can play the way that we know Deshaun Watson can play. He hasn't thrown a pick in three or four games, I don't think. So Houston, I hope, doesn't continue this run because Miami has that first overall pick or that first round pick from Houston. But it is good to see Deshaun Watson balling again. So we've got a lot of time for you guys today on the podcast. We're excited about this first episode. Masha, I know you've been pumped up all day to get this one going. But before we get into the fun stuff, we would be remiss if we didn't comment on the passing of football legend Diego Maradona, the Argentinian national passing yesterday at the age of 60 a tragedy felt all over the football community throughout the world and master as the football connoisseur of the podcast. I'll let you take the floor on this one and honor the life of one of the greatest footballers we've ever seen.
1: Absolutely. You're right. And and we definitely could not continue without mentioning it at least. Diego Maradona, 60 years old, as you mentioned, uh, complications from issues with uh, pulmonary edema, uh, unfortunately suffered heart failure. Honestly, he will go down most likely as arguably the greatest football player you will see by far. And if you look at his, his stature, he, he he measured about 5'5 and about 160 pounds. And he was tough. He was solid. He flies. It was it was just so sensational watching him on TV. Even, even as a child, you know, when near the end of his career, you watch him play the game. And he's such a well-rounded player overall in terms of vision, striking the ball, knowing where everybody is on the field. It, it was absolutely incredible watching him play. We're talking about a, a player who played for Barcelona. He played for Napoli. So I've seen, I saw him a lot when he was with Napoli uh, as a kid. And then obviously... The Argentinian national team. I mean, you're talking about a guy who was voted FIFA's Player of the 20th Century alongside the likes of Pele. That that's that is football heaven. That you you can't get higher than that. That is that is absolute legendary. You're talking about the guy who literally carried Argentina on his back in the 1986 World Cup. They win the World Cup. He wins the Golden Ball as the best player. And in the quarterfinal versus England. The only two goals Argentina scores to beat them 2-1 is by Maradona. The first one being the infamous hand of God goal, which, yes, may have been illegal at the time, but will still stand as one of the most memorable goals of all time. And on top of it, that other goal he scored in that game, not to be overshadowed by the hand of God, but happens to be the best goal of the century because it was a 60 meter run where he beat seven guys and ending it, tucking it into the bottom corner past the keeper. So we're talking about a guy who has probably inspired millions of footballers across the planet. And it's, it's so sad to see him go. Uh, It's, it's a shame. It's a loss. Uh, I obviously hope he's, he's in a better place now. And we all wish that he, he rests in peace. He will forever, forever be remembered. Well said Mastro. Thank you for that. I
0: was actually watching the goal of the century today watching a few clips, and I could not help but remember a young Matteo Mastrocola flee shrieking down the field in NDG playing we were playing housing soccer together. He kind of me he kind of gave me vibes that uh, you know those, those two had a lot of similarities in their game, but in all seriousness, uh, a tragic loss this year continues to take from us, so we hope that, like you said, he rests in peace and his legacy will live on for a very, very long time. And I'm sure in the Montreal community, a lot of Napoli fans, a lot of Italian soccer fans are in mourning today also. So we think of them, we think of the Maradona family, we think of Argentinians and soccer fans across the world. As we move on, though, into the fun stuff, time for the first ever segment on the Magic Master podcast.
1: It's time for this week's Big Brush Okay, here we go. First segment ever. The big braciole. Now, for those of you who don't know what a braciole is, uh, it is a delicious Italian dish consisting of a uh, just a long piece of meat, you know, stuffed uh, and rolled with lots of good ingredients, sometimes nice ricotta cheese, maybe spinach, peppers. Very delicious. The main point is this is the main course. This is this is the main meat of the meal, just like how this segment Will be the main course of our podcast.
0: That's right, Masha. For the first ever topic of the big brush, Show, we take it to video games. The reason we bring up video games, obviously the EA sports franchise has been pumping out NHL and Madden every year for the past, what, 20, 25 years? Almost. And, and we've been loyal supporters of both video game franchises, but we have some, we have some beef with both games, especially over the past few years, but definitely this year. So Masha, why don't you go ahead and tell people what you were expecting from nhl 21 and what you've seen so far specifically one part of the game that's really irked you up to this point and it's irked me as well but i'll let you take the floor on this one
1: yeah uh so i'm 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 a little annoyed because i always look forward to the game mode known as be a pro or as madden would refer to it as face of the franchise now in nhl their be a pro mode from the past has been pretty bad i mean i mean pretty awful it's basically here's a guy uh, go play some games that take 20 minutes to finish you ride the bench half the time it's it's not fun supposedly nhl was supposed to morph this a little bit add some creativity to it some dialogue some context to be honest i'm not sure how i feel about it because it i I, I still think they fell flat on their face but i do think it's at least a step in the right direction
0: yeah and on the madden side like we said we've been playing these games for years i think i've been maybe more on Madden than you have, but you maybe come back around the last few years. And a couple of years ago, Madden dropped the long shot edition of face of the franchise, where you were this guy named Devin Wade and you were on some game show to get a shot in an NFL camp and did a bunch of different challenges and kind of went through his life story. And that was pretty interesting. I found that more engaging, a bit more challenging in a sense that it was like these different experiences in the game that we had never seen before. And eventually you just end up being on an NFL franchise and playing the game like you normally would. After Longshot, Madden came back last year with a bit of a different spin on it. You created your own player and you teamed up with Colt Cruz, your best friend from whatever town you decide to be from. And you go through high school and college with him and Colt ends up becoming a coach and you end up going on to the NFL. And it was okay, but it left a lot to be desired after what they rolled out with Longshot. This year, again, you come back as yourself you kind of start as like doing an interview with this guy that you went to high school with. He became a big time reporter. There's this other guy, Tommy Matthews, who can't really play. He's got a heart condition. I don't want to bog anyone down with the details, but basically, it's the, basically a copy paste of last year with different names, different faces. And the worst part is that they took things out of it that I actually enjoyed from long shot. So what I don't really understand is the direction that esports is going with both these games. They promised, or it seemed like there was promise going into this generation in the 21 year. For uh, and there was definitely an appetite for a big revamp of this game mode because quite frankly, the majority of us play these video games to kind of experience what it might be like to step on an NHL rank, to step on an NFL field, to live those moments, regardless of the fact that it's a video game. We're sitting in quarantine anyways. We might as well be having fun with it. I find on both they left a lot to be desired, and I was disappointed within minutes of playing both of them. I and mean, I already finished the promo mode. I don't know where you're at on yours.
1: Yeah, so I I have to agree that I'm disappointed uh, in terms of Madden but one thing i'll say that they did in my favor is the fact that they now give you the option to try other positions so for example i prefer being a running back which they give you the option to they they ask you know do you want to hit the draft or do you want to maybe stay another year swap to running back because there's a power struggle between you and the other guy because you're both qbs or whatever so okay slight twist that's interesting i get to play another position however uh as you keep going forward if you choose running back you end up playing one out of 10 plays on the field. So uh, it, it, it kind of removes that organic part of it where you feel like you're in the game because you're not on the field for two thirds of the entire game, which, which sucks, to be honest, like I was looking forward to seeing my guy out there, even though I'm playing as a whole team. Uh, and the other thing is, I feel like sustainability is an issue in the sense that after a season, what's there to do? The, the, the dialogue ends, you're not having those conversations anymore, like it, it flattens out.
0: I was going to say for the amount of work they put into the one season, the first season of both, I kind of likened it to putting makeup on a pig is that they dressed it up for the beginning. But ultimately, once you get down to brass tacks, it's the same thing that we've been buying for the past couple of years. You know, even reading some articles and doing some research and going online to Twitter, Twitch is always a buzz with this kind of stuff. After the first year, you know, it's little details like, let's say you're in your fifth year of be a pro. There's no reason why James Sabolsky is still calling you the rookie. By that point, you probably won a cup. You probably won a bunch of different trophies, MVPs, scoring races. The technology we have these days, you would think that this stuff would be these little finer details that can really like refine the edges of these games would have been figured out by now. The other thing that really bothers me about both these games is the lack of choice you have. You know, A couple of years ago, I was playing the Madden game and I finished my first whatever amount of years it was with, I think it was Arizona or Tampa. I can't remember what team I was on my player had developed to a point where I was ready to take him to another team. And I was hoping I'd be able to pick a team with good receivers and good weapons and a good defense and a good playbook. And instead it was one offer from my camera Bush team, and I didn't like that offer. It gave you the option to refuse the offer. So I refused it. And it gave me another random offer. And it was worse than the last one, but I couldn't go back to the first one. I got to refuse that offer. I ended up refusing like five offers and it's like, well, you can't sign with anyone. So you got to retire. What is that? Just give me the list of, just give me a list of offers and I'll pick the team that I want to go to. Same thing for NHL. We got drafted. I think we both got drafted by the Rangers because of the way the draft fell this year. So does that yeah. mean every single person in the world got drafted by the Rangers? That's fine. You know, first of all, the Rangers have a good roster in the game, but the other thing is after a few years, you would think, Oh, maybe I can go be a free agent. Like in real life, the whole point of be a promo is to replicate what it would be like to be an NHL player. Nope. You get one offer. It's not even a good offer and it's take it or leave it. And there's no negotiation. Like there's an agent in the NHL 21 version. And all he really does is come and tell you, Oh, let's go to this charity event. Or, you know, you got a game coming up. Like, I don't need you to tell me that I got a schedule. I got a phone. I know when I'm playing hockey, the coach challenges, like go score a goal. Like I don't need you to tell me that. Okay. The first couple of times it was fine, but every single game, it just got a bit repetitive with, you know, within a few minutes of playing the game. And we'll we'll be honest, we both bought these games on Black Friday because we don't have the time we we had when we were teenagers to play. Absolutely, absolutely. And we didn't have the the passion that we did when they came out, you know, back in 2010, 2011, the glory days, 2014, 2015. Those were some of the best versions of NHL 21, at least. But, you know, we still spent good money on the games. We still expected something. We're still fans of the franchise, of the the lore of NHL and Madden. And I guess as we wrap this segment up, I just got to say, I'm disappointed.
1: You sound like you're disappointed. Any final thoughts on this? I'm just going to go off on NHL real quick. And and well, EA Sports, Vancouver specifically, who created the whole uh, be a pro for NHL. Thumbs up. You, you made an effort. You took a step forward. But aside from adding cutscenes and the, the ability to buy stuff with your salary, you've done nothing. You've done no- The dialogue that you added is horrible. Your options are basically, oh, be a team player or be a selfish prick. And it's dialogue that real people don't say in real life. It, it's it's like, uh, did robots create this game? I, I don't understand. It, it totally throws me off. And like I said, after one year of, of playing this game, one you know season, you basically have garbage left over. I, I don't understand if the thought process when they were creating this game, just they, they got lazy. And after a year, they said, okay, well, they'll be fine with that. But as you said, I, I totally expected way more effort considering the price that people play, pay to play this game and the fact that we're looking for something different if you're going to make something different actually change it revamp the word revamp means you change everything you don't just add in a few little aspects and expect everybody to go wow oh cool sick game oh brand new no it's the same game and you added a little bit of sugar on it it's it's i'm very disappointed I, i i can't stand it
0: i will add a few more things before before i wrap this up the one thing i find really funny is that every time you interact with a teammate you guys kind of bump into each other in the hall, like pretty aggressively. And it looks like the first time it happened, I thought they were getting into a scrap or something, but like they bump into each other pretty aggressively. They run into each other's shoulders and they both give each other a dirty look. And then your teammate is like, Hey man, you want to go bowling? And Ridiculous. I just like, and I was just like, okay, you know, that's fine. But they couldn't come up with any other cutscene than two guys running into each other, looking like they were going to start a brawl. Let's go. I don't bowling. know. Like when we run into people at the rink, like I don't, run into you like that. First of all, I don't run into that. no humans walk like that. And second of all, if I'm going to invite you out, I'm not going to physically hurt you before I do that. That would be kind of weird. So I found that kind of strange, but you know what, my ultimately, you know, what's going to happen. NHL 22 is going to come out. Madden 22 is going to come out. And who's going to be the first ones in line on black Friday, not the first day, but on black Friday, me and you buddy. So in as we you- wrap up the first ever segment of the big brush we bring you something new, something different. And something me and my brother like to call.
1: Fratelli, flex and flop.
0: That's right, it's time for Fratelli, flex and flop. Masha, why don't you tell people what
1: this segment is all about? Yeah, so uh, here we have the word Fratelli, which some of you who are not Italian may not know what it means. uh, Directly translate into brother. I mean, we're brothers. Maybe not blood-related, but we're definitely brothers. And I feel like this is a very fitting title for this segment: flex and flop. Very simple. Flex is something outstanding you notice during the week. Something you can flex. Whereas a flop is something disastrous that happened this week. Something we're not really too proud of. So that's your flop. So how about you get us started, Madge, with your uh, your flex of the week? Thanks, bro. Appreciate that. So yeah, as we get right into it, my Flex of the Week
0: goes to the Chicago Blackhawks organization. Stan Bowman announced last, or this week rather, U.S. Women's National Team Captain Kendall coyne Showfield was hired as a player development coach. And the team also promoted Megan Hunter, who was previously an assistant to Bowman, to the Director of Hockey Administration, amateur scout position. The team announced that on Monday of this week. So we know that for a long time now, there's been a, this push for women in sports and giving women more of a say, more of an opportunity in the sporting world. And not only that, a couple of days, a couple of weeks ago, the Miami Marlins hired Kim Ang as the first ever woman general manager of a major league baseball team. So we're not just seeing some of these positions getting handed out as a lot of times it seemed like it was for show. PR stunts, a lot of internships, a lot of little things like that. Now we're starting to see deserving women getting positions of prominence in sports, roles in sports that were primarily held by men. Uh, the old boys club is a word that's been thrown around for a long time in hockey. And quite frankly, it's great to see someone like Coin Schofield, who's a, a, a woman's hockey icon, who's not only performed in her sport, but if you guys will remember, a couple of years ago at the NHL All-Star Game, beat several NHL players in the fastest skater contest. Didn't beat Connor McDavid because no one's going to beat McDavid, but came very close, came within less of a second, within a second of McDavid's time. And like I said, beat several of those players. It resonated with me because having worked in sports now for upwards of five years, there's been several women who have worked for, who have hired me, who have given me opportunities, who have mentored me and who have taught me a lot about sport. And I wouldn't be where I am in sport today without some of the women I've been fortunate enough to cross paths and work with over the last five years. So that's my flex of the week. Master on Field have any any thoughts on that before you go into your flop of the week?
1: Honestly, one word and that's a men. Why? Because the times of finding the right man for the job is over. It is time to find the right person for the job. And I can't stress enough you mentioning how this is not done for show. It's not done to exemplify, oh, yes, we hired a woman. No, these people deserve this job. And it is time that we start picking the right people and not just the right man. Because in this case, I do believe uh, Kendall Coyne Schofield absolutely fits that role. I absolutely see her as a development uh, a development coach. And and same thing for k Mag. She's been around the game for a very long time. She definitely knows her ins and outs of baseball. And and I do appreciate that the Marlins and Derek Jeter have done this. So, so I, I just I just want to support the fact that this is the right decision and it's time that the right person gets the job, regardless of, of what sex or gender they are.
0: Well said, Mastro. How about your flop in a week?
1: Yeah, it's time for the flop. And I love doing the flop. Why? Because I... I I kind of get to make fun of people. And it's not that, you know, these people deserve to be made fun of, to be honest, but slip ups do happen. And in my case, unfortunately, my flop is kind of sort of uh, twofold in the sense that I have to send my flop towards whoever created the Detroit Red Wings retro reverse jersey. I'm sorry. I know Adidas has the contract and I know at some point there is a representative of the Detroit Red Wings who had to sign off on on this design. But if you had a chance to take a look at this, the jersey looks like the prospect camp jersey. It's the same thing. Oh, wait, sorry. They added a small gray line on the sleeve. So it must be different. It has to be different. I'm sorry, this is this has to be some kind of oversight because I, I, I just I don't understand how you are designing these beautiful. You look at the other teams I got you. You have Colorado that has the old Nordiques logo with the colors actually reversed. You have uh, even Phoenix with the old school kind of Picasso Phoenix on there. The purple covering the whole jersey. You got uh, you got speaking of jerseys, New Jersey themselves. We brought back the Christmas jersey. It's all green with little red accents. Amazing ideas. And then Detroit shows up. You plop the logo on a white background and call it a day. I don't know if that's some kind of, I don't know, shot towards the Detroit or the Red Wings. But if I were a Red Wings fan, I'd be a little disappointed with, first of all, the Adidas representative responsible for the creation and B whoever represents the Red Wings that signed off on this and said it was a good idea. So my flop of the week goes to both the Adidas creator as well as the Detroit Red Wings as a whole for agreeing on this this horrible design.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt Detroit's jersey is the worst of the bunch. As I look at them again, and you know, a lot of these a lot of times when the leagues drop these kinds of things, I like to get my, you know, initial reaction, like first impression. And that's usually the impression that sticks. So, you know, like as a Habs fan, I like the Habs one. I think the Habs needed a blue jersey. Some of the teams really went back to their roots. Tampa Bay's is pretty sharp. The Capitals with the old Eagle across the front is nice. San Jose's old one is okay. Uh, I love the Jersey one too. Like you said, it's kind of different. The Kings with the purple. So every team kind of went in a direction that was unique. The, the Anaheim ducks one with the mighty duck logo is pretty cool. I don't know what Detroit was thinking. I don't know if someone got lazy. I don't know if they were trying to get like, I guess the never really had a different, like an alternate logo or an alternate look. So it's kind of hard to reverse retro something that's never been changed since what, like 1940 or whatever, whatever year it was. That said, I think there could have been a bit more creativity put into it, or at least maybe make it like a colored version of it. Like maybe make it a red jersey instead of a white jersey. Detroit was already the laughingstock of the league last year. And you had a bit of a chance here to kind of create some positive momentum for that team, for that franchise. And they failed. They missed the mark big time on that. So I agree with you. Great flop of the week, Mastro. That's that for Fratelli flex and flop. Moving right along too.
1: That's bold, bro. That's right, bro. So for this segment, pretty self-explanatory, we're going to be giving you some bold predictions about a game or topic that's coming up. In this case, it's actually going to be our first rivalry game for the Imagine Mastro podcast. So Maj, why don't you tee that up for us?
0: That's right, Mastro. It's a good thing we recorded this a bit earlier this week. For the most part, when this scenario presents itself, me and Mastro don't usually talk for several days. And when we do, like we mentioned in the trailer episode, there's some vile messages sent back and forth. And then by the end of Sunday, we're fine. We're back normal because we probably already know how this one's going to go. But that's right. The first rivalry game between Madge and Mastro is Miami at the Jets at the Meadowlands for week 12. The two sides faced off in week six. Miami taking that one 24-0. That game was actually rescheduled because of the whole COVID reshuffling. The schedule got moved around. And if you'll remember correctly, a couple things happened that game. Like I said, the Dolphins shut out the Jets. Uh, another win on their winning streak that they went on that five game winning streak. And of course, at the end of that one, a one young Tua Tagovailoa made his NFL debut. A lot has happened since then. But one thing that hasn't happened since then is the Jets getting their first win of the season, Mastro.
1: Do you think that happens this weekend? Yes, sir. It's going to be the first win. I'm telling you right now. You can take as many shots as you want. Get out of here. You can take as many Get shots as you want and my jazz, but they're going to win. You better put your Flacco jackets on We're starting at quarterback. It's, it's, Flacco. it's Flacco. Put your Flacco jacket on. Cause he's going to be dropping bombs. Okay. Bryce Petty. Okay. Calm down. Calm down there. Okay. Settle down. Have a seat. Be humble for a second. Okay.
0: Have a seat. You know, I can't even think of any other bad quarterbacks because they've all been bad for the past little while. I can't really say much about the Dolphins QBs, but I mean, Mark Sanchez? Mark Sanchez coming out of retirement for
1: this one, Mastro? Is that where they're going? Mark Sanchez is done. Okay. Flacco's going to start. All right. He's been having an upward trend just like the Jets. Each week, they are getting better. They almost, almost beat the Chargers last week. They were one throw away. Week before that, they gave the Patriots a real bad scare leading the game in the fourth quarter by 10. So I think the upward trend is working in their favor. On top of it, we all know Greg Williams' defense likes to bring the pressure. And Tua looked a little bit shaky last week getting replaced by Fitzmagic. So it's kind of tough when your starting quarterback becomes your backup quarterback and then needs to become your starting quarterback again. I don't know. It seems a bit shaky to me. The only thing I'll say is Miami has uh, a decent defense in terms of linebackers with the, with the caravans, the Van Noy and the Van Ginkle. Right. Uh, So honestly, if Flacco keeps throwing deep, stays away from Howard, I think the jets have this one. It's going to be close, but I think they have it.
0: All right, let's unpack all that. First of all, the caravans is, is a fantastic name. I very much enjoyed that. So thank you for putting a smile on my face. Joe Flacco hasn't been elite since 2012. So don't talk about him like he's Patrick Mahomes or Russell Wilson. He's going to start throwing bombs all over the place on Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. Tua looked really bad last week. Don't get me wrong. And I'm I'm showing you guys here right now that I'm not going to let bias cloud my judgment. I took my Ryan Tannehill jersey and I taped over the number sevens and I taped over part of his nameplate and I penciled in, I printed out Tagovailoa and I printed out Tua time and I threw it on the front. So I'm all in on the Tua bandwagon, okay? But the kid did not have it last week and he didn't have it against the Rams either in that first game. So yeah, there's definitely been cause for concern. That said, everyone's kind of already folding the the towel, throwing in the towel on Tua after four weeks. Three and one, still no picks. I know he's been picked, called back by flags. I know there's been a few that have gone through the hands of, of defenders that of would be interceptions doesn't matter. The stat sheets still say no picks 60 D's. And I think he adds four more on Sunday against this putrid Jess defense. I think the kid shuts up the naysayers, puts himself back in the conversation as one of those top young quarterbacks in the league coming up and Miami Dolphins fans rejoice in another beating of the J E T S suck, suck, suck.
1: Yeah. I think we'll have to see about that. Cause, cause obviously you're, 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 you're way off the mark here. Um, to be honest... Obviously, it makes, based it, on it, what? It, Obviously, it, based it, on what? The Jets I'm had that shamed. game against you, the Patriots in the bag. It?
0: I was watching that game cheering for the Jets. I didn't want the Patriots to win. I'm hoping the Jets get that one win in so that they screw up their chances at Trevor Lawrence. Because if they get that one win, that gives them hope. And when they have hope, anything is possible.
1: No, no, they're going to win that one first game. Win. It's going to be this week, and then they can lose the rest so they can pick up T-Law. But I, I, I'm telling you, if it's going to be a win, Astro, it's going to be this week. We
0: went through this last year in Miami, the second they got that first, but then again, we had an actual good head coach and as Dolphins fan, I think I can speak with a bit of experience on Adam Gase, who is only still employed because the Jets know that he'll drive that team further and further into the hole, a, a hole even deeper than Shyla Beth dug in the movie holes,
1: which is what I want. I want the hole. I want to be part of holes. But but I this this I want this one win and it's gonna be against the Dolphins. I'm saying you have to make a bold prediction, right? This is pretty bold. The Jets winning is bold. It's sad, but it's bold. You know what I say to that? That's bold, bro. Kuji quickfire.
0: Yes, sir. Time for the final segment of the podcast. Mastro, we're heading towards the finish line real quick. It's Coogee Quickfire. We call each other Cooge, Coogee, Coogee, because we don't have time for that. We don't have time for the full word. There's shots at the waiting at the bar. There's a briscola game going on. we got business to attend to.
1: Yeah, like the shots will be taken at your wedding.
0: Oh, buddy. We'll get into that in a few months. But right now, Coogee Quickfire, the first one ever. Let's get it going. Over in Edmonton, World Junior Championship. Camp Team Canada hit a snag. What's going on, Mastro?
1: Team Canada, COVID strikes two players. They remain unnamed, of course, but now Team Canada has to go into a 14-day quarantine. That means a hold on everything, hold on training camp, hold on activities. Is that going to hurt them? I don't think so. It's Team Canada. They're stacked. Big fight coming up in the UFC.
0: That's right. Announced a couple of weeks ago. We're talking about it now. Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, round two. The two went at it in 2014. Conor McGregor took down Poirier in 146, a knockout. I call another knockout in this one in Vegas in 2021. Mastro, MLS playoffs in full swing. A lot of upsets. What are you thinking?
1: Oh yeah, big time. MLS playoffs just started up and already two big upsets in the East. New England over Philly. Nashville over TFC. What? I predict we're going to see a Seattle-New England final, but Seattle's way too powerful. They're going to take it. In the NBA, some Raptors have moved on to sunnier pastures.
0: That's right. Fan favorite Serge Ibaka and off to L.A. Ibaka with the Clippers rejoining Kawhi Leonard. Marcus Saul going back to where his brother Powell used to play, joining LeBron James and the champion Lakers. Sucks to see those guys leave Toronto, even though we're in Montreal. It was fun to watch that run a few years ago. And I don't think Serge is going to need to bring his scarves to Los Angeles. Mastro, one of the greatest drivers of all time in the news. For what reason?
1: Yes, F1 driver Lewis Hamilton. Is he going to be knighted? Not yet. UK Press says that uh, the Queen actually may release her honors list and have Lewis Hamilton on it to be knighted. Will this happen? We'll find out shortly. There's also a big fight coming up uh, on Saturday. No hockey, but there's this.
0: That's right, Battle of the Old Guard, Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. going to be chucking fist on Saturday night on pay-per-view. I will definitely not be watching, but an interesting story I saw today. These old guys already going at it. Mike Tyson bought a cake for his family for Thanksgiving of Roy Jones Jr.'s head. You can look this up, and what did he do? He chopped off the year and ate it. Said it tasted better than the too. Right under the buzzer, as usual, we don't miss Mashro, the first Madge and Mashro podcast in the books. How does it feel?
1: feels great. It feels like I just gave birth to an armadillo. The weight has been lifted. I love it. We had a lot of fun. What? <laughs> what? Well, I, I, it feels like a weight has been lifted. I feel I good thought now. you were
0: going to talk about how hard we worked, all the preparation, all the... I don't even know what to say to that. I don't even know. Wow. I've you- known you a long time. I was not expecting that.
1: I mean, look, it, I just meant it felt good. We put a lot of effort into it. We put a lot of time into oh, it. Oh, so you're telling
0: me good. it feels good to have an armadillo slip out of you? Is that what you're implying?
1: Well, it's a, it's relieving. Yeah, I'd rather have it out than in. It's it's yes. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that the analogy was a little bit too extreme for you. All right,
0: then, with that in mind, what are you and your newly born armadillo going to be watching this weekend on the couch?
1: Yes, me and my armadillo, Gonzalo, are going to be watching some soccer this weekend. So Saturday morning, we got Inter Milan playing. Already. He's got a name already. Yeah, I mean, what, you, you don't give a name to your, your newborn child?
0: A child, yes, not an armadillo.
1: Armadillo child, okay. Go on, you, just, you're, just, you're give an, us your, just give us just give us your TV guy for the weekend. I, you've, you've insulted I, Gonzalo. You've insulted Gonzalo. He is, he's not crying. Thank you. Uncle Madge, you made him cry good job regardless yeah Saturday morning probably going to be watching uh, Inter Milan's my team um, unfortunately they had a little bit of a slip up in the Champions League uh, on Wednesday so doesn't look like they'll be doing anything there I'm gonna have to hope they they start pumping up wins in the Serie A what are you looking forward to
0: Sunday is definitely football day Saturday there's not really much going on it's kind of weird in November not being able to sit down and watch hockey but we will manage the NFL has another great slate on Sunday like I said, I'm not watching Mike Tyson. I'll probably be playing, you know, be a pro, be a pro or face with a franchise God. or some garbage on Sports. But that's that. That's our weekend. Hope you enjoyed the first episode. Don't forget this weekend. Follow us on Twitter at Pod. We'll be posting. We'll be fleeting F- our thoughts, <sighs> our fleeting thoughts on Ugh. the games and all the sporting events that we're watching. Maybe some college football on Saturday. Maybe. And
1: You know, Magic, I hope you're going to be watching that Dolphins-Jets game. Because despite the absolute garbage year the Jets have been having, at least the entire team didn't ask for a trade.
0: Mastro, there was a player on the Jets who was so eager to leave town that he left Raymond James Stadium in Tampa full gear and hailed a cab with his Jets jersey on and drove directly to his new team. He didn't get his stuff out of the locker room. He didn't want to go back in there and listen to Adams Gase. He didn't want to go back in there and see Greg Williams. He said, F this, I'm out. Walked out of the stadium. Got on a cab and never came back. Tell me that's not worse than a team requesting
1: a trade. A player. That not, a that's not That's not worse at all. That's not worse at all. That's one guy. Your entire team wanted out. The whole team last year wanted out. 0-10. Oh 0-10. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Oh well, and at ten. least my... Okay. You know what? At least my team isn't partly owned by J-Lo, Mark Anthony, the Williams sisters, and Fergie. You're better set up for the halftime show than a football game.
0: Yeah. I'm not a big Pitbull fan. And I know you've definitely enjoyed J-Lo's halftime performance. Well, you know, if you're going to chirp our fans, I just got to say the biggest Jets fan in the history of the franchise is no longer there because he got fed up. Fireman Ed, remember that guy? The I one love guy, Fireman Ed. Fireman Ed guy, is my idol. He's the, my idol. The one guy who you thought would never abandon ship? Yeah, he left. He literally went to go put out other fires because the tire fire, the dumpster fire that is the Jets was no longer manageable. And with the that... Man,
1: the man saves lives, man. With I'm that,
0: I mean Mash will stop talking for a few days after we edit this. Thank you for joining us for the first ever episode. We'll talk to you next week. Ciao for now.